Vítejte u podcastu Anglicky s kudrnatou holkou. Já se jmenuji Pavlína a budu si tu povídat s rodilými mluvčími z celého anglicky mluvícího světa o různých zajímavých tématech. Díky moc, že jste si tenhle kanál naladili a můžeme začít. everybody and welcome to today's episode. I'm sitting here with my guest for today, Eric Wu. Am I pronouncing it correctly? That's right. Yeah, Eric Wu. Yeah. <laughs> and today we're talking everything Asian. We're talking Asian cultures, Asian stereotypes, everything Asian. So hi, Eric. How's it going? Pretty good, Pavlina. How are you? <laughs> Perfect. Everything's going just beautifully. That's awesome. And so, so yeah, so as I mentioned, we are going to be talking about, you know, Asian cultures and why, because you talk about it in your podcast called Of the Wok, Wok as in the Asian pen. That's right. Yes. It's a play off that, uh, that word right there off the, kind of like off the wall. It's, it's just a podcast where you just have conversations, but with the Asian spin to, we decide to have that walk instead. So that's, it's predominantly the, it's, it's focused on Asian topics and conversations right so yeah it's pretty fun it's pretty cool yeah it's amazing actually so so you're talking also about growing up in an mm -hmm. asian environment within the western cultures or western culture you're actually from canada we should mention yes yes i was born in canada and i've been living here for almost all of my 38 years i spent a few years outside of the country but besides that my whole life has been in canada yeah mm -hmm. so so when did your parents move to canada so they came here in around i would say like the 70s maybe the late 70s or so and they essentially came down just so that they could i guess have a better life they weren't they didn't have much money over and, and they're from hong kong so and back then it was easy to immigrate in canada Actually, it's easy to immigrate now to Canada, but back then, yeah, they immigrated here to start, I guess, a better life, and they met each other somehow, some way in Toronto, and then from there, I was, and then they moved over to Montreal, and then I was born in Montreal, and then we lived there for a while, and then we moved over here to in Calgary. These are some of the bigger cities within Canada, and you might be familiar with some of them. Toronto, probably. Everybody, when they think of Canada, it's either Toronto or Vancouver, pretty much. I would think that Montreal, you know, is pretty popular too. Montreal is popular, yes, because, and there's a huge, like, French population. There's a lot of, there's a lot of signs of European culture as well in Montreal, more than in any of the other large cities in Canada. So Montreal, yeah, like, th that's definitely another big city. Calgary would be the, probably the fourth biggest city in Canada after Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal. So, yeah, but they decided to come here i don't i don't know why they decided to come to canada out of all the other countries they could have gone to the u.s or whatever but i'm not complaining i absolutely love canada it's a great place to be and i hope everybody gets a chance to visit it someday yeah and i mean you live in calgary so meaning stunning mountains all around right mm -hmm. very close to the mountains it's it's so it's it's so close that Because I live here, I don't even go out to the mountains as much as I should. Because they're just so, you know, you know when it's such a good thing and it's so close, you're like, ah, I'll go next week. I'll go next week. <laughs> oh, uh, I thought that you were going to say next year, but you're like next yeah. week. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, it's been a little while, but uh, it's, yeah, it's, like you said, stunning mountains, very close, uh, an hour drive and you're already able to see great 
mountainous peaks and all that and do great hikes and all that. So, yeah. Amazing. And so do you still speak your mother tongue, which I'm guessing is Cantonese? Yes, so I do. I actually grew up with Cantonese because my parents, they their English isn't that great. So when I grew up, they just spoke Cantonese to me. So I grew up speaking Cantonese. And then after that, English started becoming the predominant language for me. And that's what I mainly spoke. And my Cantonese started to wane, started to kind of go away and all that. But growing up, I met a lot of friends in university that were from Hong Kong and they couldn't speak English that well. So it forced me to continue to speak Cantonese. And my parents also did put me through Chinese school when I was growing up so that I didn't lose the language. And since then, yeah, I do still speak Cantonese. I can read a little, not that much. It's a hard language to read. And I can write a little, also not much, but as long as I can hold a conversation, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. It's difficult, but, but I find that it is important to kind of keep up with the language. Yeah, and whenever, whichever way I can to practice, whether I go to Chinese restaurants to order food off the menu, and I can say that and just hold basic language, just language conversations, that's good enough for every day for me. And so growing up in an Asian immigrant household in Canada must have brought so many cultural clashes, I suppose. So do you remember any of those from your childhood? Yes. Yeah, so I think the biggest one and one memory that really sticks out to me is when I was growing up and you go to school and you have lunches, right, with other kids. And what the other kids have, they just have, their, they got their sandwiches with their snacks and all that type of stuff. Me, I'm bringing like fried rice to school, right? Because that's what I, that's what I ate at home. And then my mom would make fried rice or fried noodles in the morning. I'd be bringing that to school. And like, let's just say fried rice and noodles. They have a, when you open up that box, <laughs> the smell comes out and it smells like fried rice. And you're like, oh, and then all the other kids are looking at me and they're like, what is this? What is this kid eating right here? It's, it smells strong. And Now that I think back, I, I don't know why I was embarrassed going to school with lunches, but at that moment in time, because obviously, I, I, I mean, my fried rice, I'm going to assume tasted better than their ham sandwich. <laughs> I bet. I'm like, I'm, I would die for your fried rice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But during that moment in school, I really wanted to be like the other kids and have my bologna sandwich or or fruit roll up mm. or whatever it is that they had as a, as a snack and stuff. So that would probably be my biggest kind of like a culture type of clash. It's, you know, we, we eat different foods. Uh, sandwiches are not really part of the Chinese kind of like a cuisine. So, but you know, fried rices and so is noodles and stuff. So yeah. It's very bittersweet. I would say. Yeah. Just like, I just want to fit in with the rest of the kids and have sandwiches. I think now Like this was back, I think now it's gotten a little better where I see you see more kids go to school bringing their own type mm -hmm. of cuisine and all that. I think it's it's a lot better and open now, but I guess back in the early 90s, it was it was maybe not as much of a thing perhaps when I was in school and it was just sandwiches and fried rice for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's the funniest Asian stereotype you've heard that you actually think is true? So... The, one of the funniest things, and it absolutely is true, is Asians wrapping everything up in plastic to like preserve it. You know, so like back then I go into my grandmother's house, I see her couch 
her couch is wrapped in plastic, you know, so that you don't. What? <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, you go to the house and you got the couch and it's wrapped in plastic so that it you don't dirty it, right? So you sit down, you're sitting on the plastic instead of the actual couch. So that and that is absolutely true. Even for me to this day, <laughs> I've inherited some of my parents. You know how you buy like electronics and stuff, and sometimes they have like a plastic type of like mm-hmm. a clear sticker. Or something like I don't peel that stuff off. <laughs> oh gosh! Yeah, exactly. I my car is from 2017, and there is still some plastic that I had inside the interior that I have not peeled off yet, and I don't know why. I think it's it's something that I just just grew up with, and like it's maybe it's to is it really to preserve the the like wrapping the biggest thing wrapping your remote control in plastic like so the remote control would just be wrapped in like a plastic. Oh. Do you have that? Well, not like in my parents' house. Yes, that one I can't stand because the the plastic gets disgusting and all that stuff. But inside the remote's still clean. Yeah, how do you touch the buttons? So like it's it's like thin plastic. Okay. So you're still able to touch the buttons through the plastic. Think of it as like when you go to the supermarket and you have that those little plastic bags that you put your vegetables in. <laughs> it's kind of like that. So they'd use that to wrap it everything up and so mm-hmm. to keep it clean or something. But it's it's a stereotype and it's absolutely true. I still do it to this day. <laughs> Interesting. And so, what's the funniest Asian stereotype you've heard? That's like complete nonsense. I would say that all Asians are good at math. That is. I am horrible at math. I failed grade nine math, which is basic fractions. <laughs> I had to go to summer school to pass that. I failed grade eleven math. I failed grade twelve math. I failed a lot of university math. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I know it's a st- it's a definitely a stereotype that all Asians are good at math. You're like, oh, I need to something to calculate. Let me just ask my Asian friend. Hey, what's what's this times this or whatever? Not, don't ask me that. I can barely do subtraction. Tell me like thirty five minus eight. Oh, I, hold on. <laughs> can I get the calculator? <laughs> <laughs> I need the calculator out, right? So that's probably the the biggest thing to to me. It's hilarious because I am so bad at math. Ironically, my job right now involves a lot of math, but luckily my boss isn't listening to this podcast. Podcast, hopefully. <laughs> okay, so you're not doing my taxes this year. <laughs> no, 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 you don't want me doing your taxes for sure. <laughs> and so, do you mind stereotypes, or like, where do you where do you think they come from? I personally don't mind stereotypes. I'm not really affected by them, and you know, at the end of the day, it's they come from from what Asians do. You know, stereotypes come from because you're seeing. Asians do this in, in in a pattern, or a lot of them do that, and then you're developing that stereotype. So that's a lot of the stuff that they do. It's a stereotype because sometimes it's just true, right? What what they do, like what I was talking about, you know, like Asians being frugal or being really smart at math, Asians eating everything or whatever like that, right? But I guess it also depends on the tone and maybe who I'm talking to and all that, because there can be some instances where that stereotyping. Depending on who you're talking to, can border into kind of racist tones, but it really depends on who you're talking to. Like if I'm talking to a friend that I know quite well or whatever, like that, we're joking around. To me, a lot of times there's yeah, there's stereotyping and all that, but sometimes it's maybe if you're talking to a stranger and like if they're saying in a serious way or in a mocking way, then it's a bit different. Maybe that's where some of the lines get drawn a bit. But me personally, myself, I don't really mind the stereotypes. It's I don't get offended that easily, really. Yeah, I feel like so many people can cross the line easily.、Mm-hmm. They, they, they can. It's 
you gotta walk that fine line sometimes you know especially in this movement in this day and age with the whole there's a lot of like sensitivity nowadays with like what you say now is different than what you said back then and now it's it's a, it's a lot it's a lot different now is what what i'll For say sure and so you mentioned asian people being frugal and i you actually wrote article about, about it about asian people are very cautious when it comes to money so what mm. did that actually mean for you for if i'm i mean you've 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 talked about it yeah i mean it's being frugal a lot of people are are frugal it's it's not just asians i guess it there is a stereotype on a lot of Asians just being really really frugal and i mean for me i'm okay with that because that's really it what to me that means is we're really making the value of a dollar count you know we're really using it all the way like examples of that would be when i was growing up like i have a younger sister as well so you know i would wear clothing and then i give it to the my sister even though it's boys clothing It's fine. She is this child. No one cares. She is going to wear my sweatshirt. Gosh, I would love that as a teenager. <laughs> I really wanted to have an older brother. Yeah. Yeah. She she just wear my sweatshirts with the race car on it or something like that. Another example I can think of is, you know, you go to fast food restaurants and I'm not sure if fast food restaurants over in Europe are the same as here, but when you order something, there's an area where you can grab napkins, straws and all that stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I think they give it to you. Sometimes there's there's this area. I worked in Starbucks quite some time ago and I remember we had that kind of like area. You had that kind of, yeah, and what we would do is we would like it didn't even matter what we order. We could go in and order like, I don't know, six pack of McNuggets from McDonald's. And then from there, we moved to the other area where we would grab <laughs> literally like a stack of napkins because it's free whole bunch of straws forks knives spoons pepper salt ketchup we would grab all of that and put it in the bag and walk out and then we would never need to buy straws we would never need to buy napkins and the napkins at mcdonald's are thick they're like three ply they're like higher quality napkins too luxury <laughs> exactly so we would just grab all of that and just bring all that home so we never had we never had to buy ketchup we never had to buy mustard salt and pepper it's all good we all we all had that <laughs> yeah it's so clever and also you said it's free but it's not free you paid for your mcnuggets i paid for the mcnuggets but we really made that dollar count <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> pay but you're also leaving with 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 a lot more than you than you <laughs> next time you're bringing chairs tables <laughs> you're like, i paid for my nuggets <laughs> <laughs> I, should, i should definitely get that too but i guess those are some of the examples i can remember of of being frugal there there's there's probably tons more but those two really stick out for me mm -hmm. and so what's your favorite asian food so i guess i could classify that under kind of like two categories i guess if you If you're talking about Asian like cuisine specifically, I love all types of Asian cuisine, but one of my favorites would probably be Vietnamese. You know, I love Vietnamese cuisine, especially their noodle soups, especially their noodle soups like mm -hmm. their pho and their mo ways, which is like a pork broth soup. If you're talking about just specific items, and you know, I was thinking about some of those more unique Asian items that I enjoy eating. I really love the smell of steamed fish, and that's like it's basically just a fresh fish. You steam it, put some soy sauce on top and some oil and some green onions, and it's ready. It's like fresh fish steamed. It smells amazing. I really love pig ears. They're, when you make them, they're really crispy. Like like pig ears, like the real pig. Like real pig ears. The You're eating cartilage, so it's nice and crunchy. 
but very delicious. Same with like fried pig intestines, which are just intestines of the pig chopped up and fried, deep fried. Okay. Very unique kind of taste, but also very crispy and delicious. And and gizzards, like chicken gizzards or something like that, which is kind of like their, their like their stomach essentially, also very delicious. These are some of the more unique items that I love, probably because they're all crispy and they're... It definitely sounds unique. <laughs> That's for sure. Maybe you'll get a chance one day to try them too. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> and so do you still celebrate some of the Asian traditions? I do, yes. So since, so since moving to Canada, my parents have not made it as big of a deal now to celebrate things like events and stuff because it's just not as big of a deal here. But we still do Chinese New Year, right? And we still do the money, the pocket money. And that's like where, when, when you get the little red envelope, isn't it? That's right. That's right. We're, us Asians, we're all about money, you know? Because <laughs> <laughs> the envelope is, you have to say what the envelope is, what it, what it means for you guys. It's, it's for, for me, it's the, when you see the red envelope, you know that there's money inside. <laughs> that's what it means. Like you during Chinese New Year, your parents will give you money. And then I think if you're married, then you have to give money to the people that's, mm -hmm. that are unmarried. I th there's like a whole system involved. But yeah, Chinese New Year is great. We also, you know, we'll do other like Mid-Autumn Festival, which is another huge festival where we eat mooncakes, which are very delicious. And then there's the Dragon Boat Festival where we eat like glutinous rice. That's like rice wrapped in leaves and stuff. It's... So we don't celebrate as much anymore, but there are certain big events that we still do celebrate to keep the culture going, you know? Yeah. And I mean, all this delicious food that you've just mentioned. <laughs> all the delicious food. I love it. That's another reason why you go celebrate, you know? <laughs> For sure. And so do you ever travel back to your you know, parents' homeland, to your homeland? Is Canada now? Mm, so most of my parents' relatives from Hong Kong, they're, they're relatively distant relatives now. So... But I still do go back. Yeah, Hong Kong. I'm actually going back to Hong Kong in September. Great. So it's it's great. At the end of the day, yeah, Hong Kong is still a huge city. You know, there's like 8 million people there live there. And like a, it's like the one of the densest cities in the world. But it's like a huge culture hub, huge financial hub, entertainment hub, lots of things to do and see and eat, right? Like I invite everybody who has never been to Hong Kong to go and to go. It's It's a great place. So yeah, I definitely do go back for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wonderful. And so in the 80s, 90s, you know, if there was an Asian man on the TV, it'd probably, you know, be doing martial arts. So, you know, now I feel like the landscape is changing for the better, which is great. You know, we have everything everywhere all at once, Parasite, you know, things like the Squid Game. So would you agree? Is, is, is the environment, you know, changing for the better? Yes. Yes, I definitely do agree. These last few years we've experienced so much, I, I guess, I don't know how you call it, like Asian-ness, you know, it's with the, and some other movies I like recommend would be like Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, but I also read that, you know, there are so many stereotypes too, but I, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I thought it was amazing. Like I, I, I watched that movie a few times. I Yeah, there are some stereotypes in there, but I don't, I don't really care. To me, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a great movie. And it's one of the f few movies that really brought back the this whole thing. Because that entire cast is Asian, right? So that's sometimes that was rare. And that came out before all those other things that you mentioned, all those other movies that you mentioned, right? There's also like Shang-Chi that came out, right? From Marvel with Simu Liu. So that was big. And like we had the first Asian woman director to win 
best director for Nomadland, Chloe Zhao, right? So that's huge. You you had that Steven Yoon guy from The Walking Dead, I think it was the Asian guy. He was in a bunch of. He was in Minari one year. Like age, like we've really stepped it up, definitely for sure. And I think it's good too because of all the. Let's just say there has been some negativity brought onto us during the pandemic. Mm. You know, with the whole, you know, the Asian hate and all that stuff happening during the pandemic. So the fact that we're we're really coming back right now in full force—that's that's an awesome thing. Hundred percent agree. And so, any other cool Asian author, musician, personality we should follow? Mm, you know, I mean, you can really Google anybody and just just find it as well. Like, go on YouTube and do that whole search up one Asian artist and then just keep clicking and clicking and clicking that whole rabbit hole of YouTube. But personally, I think there's a, a, one rapper that I really love. It's called Rich Brian. So Rich Brian, he's an Indonesian rapper that learned English from just watching mm-hmm. English rap videos. And now he raps in English and him and his crew 88 rising are, it's a lot of, it's, it's, it's Asian and they're, they're a group collective of artists. So I thought that, those guys are awesome. And then in terms of personality, there's like that one comedian, Joe Coy. He's the Filipino comedian. He's a great, funny guy. Movies wise, I don't know. Do you, I don't know if you watch a lot of anime, but I watch a lot of the old school anime. Hayao Miyazaki, great guy, legendary anime director, made some of the greatest movies from the early 90s. So these are just some of the names that pop into my mind. But, you know, I was going to mention Ronnie Chiang. Oh, yes, the comedian. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes, he's good too. Yeah, I've seen some of his stand-up comedy. It's hilarious. That guy, I think was that guy. I think that guy. That guy was also in Crazy Rich Asians too. I think. Oh really? I oh, think, I didn't know I think, that. I, th- yeah. I know that he has a Netflix special. He yes, he does. Yeah, he's hilarious. I don't. There's there's a lot right now. You just. I'm sure if you just go and just just go out and discover them. There's tons for sure. Well. Eric, thank you very much. This has been my last question. It's been so great. Thank you very much for taking the time. Not a problem, Pavlina. So, yeah, so thank you very much. Thank you very much. And thank you to everyone who's listened to this episode as well. And I'll see you next time. Bye.